Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Boker Tov, how are you? Oh man, welcome back to Coffee with Vern. It's, uh, it's another week of casual conversation with Jesse Moore. Um, I've had a lot of coffee, brother. And so I'm excited for a little topic we're going to have. I've had two cold brews and a large Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I've been up since 515. Mm. <laughs> Can't wait. So it's going to be a good day. It's a long day. Uh, it's going to be a good day. i already been to Evans Middle School, been to see Jesse Holmes, had to unlock the doors and did my quiet time here for the high school girls. It's just been a long morning already. So mm. I'm excited. What time is it? Is it 5 o'clock yet? No, it's 1030. Holy moly. I seriously, I'm. It feels late. Well, it is. We usually start at nine thirty. Oh well, so, throwing shade. Hey, it's throwing shade. I'll let it happen. But yeah, we got some good stuff coming uh, these next two weeks, and then in May, we have Puritan Month. Puritan Month. Puritan Month. Yes, and you best believe your buck. We're gonna get us another shirt going. What does that even mean? Yeah, like your, your your dollar, your buck. Oh, you know what your I mean? bottom dollar. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, we're gonna get to we're gonna get a Puritan shirt up in this joint, mm-hmm. and who knows who's gonna end up on it? Got no idea. <laughs> we got to pick our favorite Puritan. Um, so we're gonna see, but lots of fun stuff coming. Um, kids started back school today. You know, spring breaks over, yeah. which means around here it gets busy again, which is good. You know, I like busy. Um, and so I'm excited for that. We've got Ecclesia night collective tomorrow. We've got all kinds of good stuff coming. We start softball Friday night. Didn't think that was going to happen. Now it is. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. That's a fun story. Yeah. That's a long <laughs> one, but it's going to be it's good stuff coming. So we're excited. It's good to be back though. Um, we took off last week, uh, just because of the short week with spring break and everything and being master's week, we were hard pressed around here to get stuff turned in very quickly. And so, Mm-hmm. Um, we took the week off to just kind of refresh. So it's good to have you back though. Um, and we have a fun topic that Jesse is kind of birthed, um, birthed, yeah. you birthed this topic. <laughs> and so, well, it came out of a question that I had asked not for me. you guys who know who Jason Evans is. I asked him years ago, this question, um, and we'll get to that question eventually, oh, but the topic the topic is the importance of student ministry today. Yeah. Um, because I, I think a lot of times, like children's ministry, it's in another building. You know, the majority of the church may just forget that it's there from time to time. Sure. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, and it's a interesting topic because there's still some traditionalists out there that state you don't need youth ministry you don't need children's ministry you just need the preaching on sunday morning right and i just think you know yeah there's a lot of truth in that and i appreciate that opinion but i think just with the culture that we live in today like youth ministry is more important today than it's ever been Mm. um i mean like i said i I taught at evans middle this morning um and you see and hear the things that are going on in the schools it makes it vital that we have opportunities for students to engage uh, and be fed spiritually on a level that they can receive. Right. That's, you know, because it's reality. They're students. They're, they're kids. Um, they're not always ready for the T-bone steak. Sometimes some of them need milk. Right. And we all need milk before we can chew the steak. 
Well, let me just, you're kind of hitting a little bit. Let me go ahead and just ask the question then. Oh, a boo. So, so the question, <laughs> and he got, this is apparently something he was wrestling over. So he got kind of mad when I asked him. But oh, I was just asking no. him a question. Um, the question was, what do you say to people who think, this is kind of what you just said. What do you say to people who think that student ministry should not be a separate entity in the church? So in separate entity, meaning you take that how you will, it's open. All right. So, well, we function as one church. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what I'll say first. You know, we function as one church. Our, our goal as a church should be this one goal, which is glorify God in all that we do. Um, That should be the head goal of every aspect of the church. And yes, there are separate ministries in the church, but we function as one church. Mm. And I think you can do that in different capacities. But so I'll start there. But what do I say to people that say student ministry should not be like separated in the fact that like they should be all together or something? Yeah. We shouldn't have a separate ministry for youth. Well, I think there's, I think the, where this question comes out of is a misinterpretation of what student ministry and children's ministry is. Sure. So the question could be, it shouldn't be a separate ministry, but they're thinking it's a whole separate entity. You see what I'm saying? Because they think it's a different part of the church so like children's ministry is one part youth ministry is one part and then the entirety of adult ministry is one part is one part i think you know we we've got to function as one whole like and what i mean by that is when our goal is the same then we do function as one whole because here's how the church should operate in my opinion um and i'll, I'll be bold in my opinion um you know the children should be being fed right and trained up um, spiritually and developed ready for the next chapter, which would be youth when they come sixth grade, the way we operate here, right? The, the children's pastor should be helping aid the student pastors. The student pastor helps aid the other, right? Because my goal is to prepare students, right? To, to walk into the next chapter of life prepared spiritually so that they don't be the 20% that leave the church, mm. but that they fuel the growth of the church, right? That they they get married, they plant themselves here and grow the church by default because there was the connection the whole way through. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which we've done a really terrible job of in the church. Um, what has become the operation, I think, in the SBC is, oh, you've got children's ministry, handle that. Yeah. You've got youth ministry, handle that, and then we'll handle this. Right. And we don't function as a unit when it's all a unit. Our ultimate goal for all of us, Peter, me, to every one of the pastors should be, let's glorify God on all we do and spiritually feed the flock yeah. in the capacity that God has called us and the, the level and way of feeding that they need. Well, I think you, you, you're you hitting a lot of stuff that I absolutely agree with. Um, I, I think when you, the modern church, we have like a million different, positions within the church yeah. right i mean like yeah, i'm communications and media and well like 10 years ago or what so was that 10 years what ago, was that yeah. right it's nothing like it is now if it, it was kind of like being born mm-hmm. that 10 15 well, now years you've ago, got this role of right? next generation next pastor. generation what the pastor heck is next generation digital digital pastor is a new one that was born out of covid yeah you so, know and i'm like what? so you have all these different Pastor position, ministry positions, and I quote, think quote pastor <laughs> positions. Just throwing that out there. I think the 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 struggle there, and this is something we've talked about as a staff yeah, that yeah. we've struggled with in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is that you have this many people in charge of certain ministries, you start to float apart and become your As own separate island. entities. Right? Yes. Um, and I think that's why it's so important. And that's something that we've talked about that we strive for is staff unity, yeah. like to hang out and do stuff like that. Like we, we did the pavilion thing last night. Um, and that's because not only do we need to like each other and respect each other, we have to work together. to help each other. Yeah. to love each other and support each right. other. Because right. West Stickers is our flock, not right. the elders, not right. the youth. My, my direct flock might be a portion of my flock, might be my youth. But at the end of the day, the flock is West Acres for us. It's the church, the body, the fullness of it. And so we are to support each other because I'll be honest, like, all right, if you're wondering, well, what, what are you preparing the kids for? Like, if that's your wondering, because yeah, Peter, it's directly, he's preparing them to come to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. That's easy. Well, what's the youth guy preparing them for? Well, uh, we're trying to fix that college program and thing, Right. right? I'm trying to prepare them for that step. But here's what I'm preparing them for so that they can lead the church right, right to be the next, the next generation. generation. Because honestly, and I'm not trying to take shots, to be honest, it's just a passion of mine. But the generation prior has done a sucky job of preparing us. <laughs> right. And it, it's just not, it's, it's by default. Yeah. Right. I'll be, I'm 24, right? Yeah, come at me. I live at my house, I live with my parents. I did I'm too. 24 and I just learned how to do taxes. Right. I'm 24 and I don't know how to do all my money situations. Does it make me panic? Yes. <laughs> right. Just There's wait. a lot of things because, and that's like a, a worldly example, yeah. but spiritually, like, Oh, let me go there. Mm -hmm. How about this one? I remember when I, um, not when I took this job, I had some kids, um, that I was just asking questions like someone defined the gospel for me. And I just left it there. I'm like, someone define the gospel. We got 30 kids. Define the gospel. Mm. Crickets. How many of you can define the gospel? That's my question. At least just tell me it's the good news of Jesus. Let's start there. <laughs> Give me the underlying bottom board, the, the true statement, which it is the good news of Jesus Christ. I'm not looking for you to hit every theological main point. That's what we're here to train you to do. But tell me it's the good news of Jesus, and none of them could do it. Mm. I'm like, here's here's a good one. I asked how many books are in the Bible. Nobody. I asked how many books are in the Old Testament. I got 30. No, uh, -uh. sorry, fam, 39. 39 plus 27. What does that equal? 66. <laughs> uh, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, come on, people. Like, this is stuff that you need to know. These are kids that were raised in the church, by the yeah. way. Just throwing that out there. So what I'm trying to do is prepare them so that they can lead the next. Yeah. Right. Because let me tell you, there's a lost and dying world out there that needs to hear some truth. And if they're not getting it here, guess what? Guess where they're getting their quote, quote, truth from out there. Yeah. And so if you want to say something before I really go in, yeah, no, I'm not I, the swan dive. I think, again, it goes back to everybody kind of operate as their own separate entity. And I think it comes from, like you said, that generation. I don't know if it's like a, they just didn't talk about it, mm. um, but I'm not going to name names, but I, I, I know that past people have done their own thing without consideration of what comes next. Well, and that's in every or church. Not, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah, that's my Same point. Same at the church I've worked that's at before exactly in my Greenville. Point. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think that's, it, it's been bought, brought to my attention because I, it, it makes my heart glad that we're being so very intentional mm -hmm. now Yeah. Um, to make sure. And that was one of the things when Peter came for his interview that you asked, you know, 
are we going to be able to work together? Yeah, like what's our relationship going to be? Because, you know, arguably you guys need to be the closest because he's got to feed into you and you got to make sure that what he's teaching provides a good base for what you're going to teach, which Mm -hmm. will provide, provide the bigger base. Right. Cause we're both trying to aid the rest of the guys. Right. Right? Cause I I want my kids to go and help lead in worship. Exactly. I want them to go and be good stewards of the church. I want them to go and be fed from the senior pastor and him be able to connect with them. You know, I don't want them to just blow over. Right. Cause that, that's what happens when we're not preparing them back here is they go in there. It's like, exactly. What you say, pastor? (laughs) And it's like, uh uh-uh, we can't do that. And uh, yeah. So uh, here's, uh, Jesse asked me yesterday when we were talking about, he's like, you know, what's the importance of youth ministry? That was the the focal point was Mm -hmm. what is the importance? And I think the importance is that we have got to pour into these students because if not, the world is what's feeding them. Right. Right. If we're not, if they're not getting biblical truth, they're getting something else. Yeah. Right. Because something will stir their affections because we are created to worship. Right. And if you ain't worshiping Christ, you're worshiping something else. Yeah. That's just the nature of the beast. Right. And I'll tell you, right, my passion is youth ministry because I want kids to not have to go through the struggles I want went through. Right. I want them to see that Jesus is greater than anything else. I don't want I want to spare them from having to go through dark paths. Right. right. My prayer is that the Lord would graciously keep them from temptation. I want to love on them. I want to protect them like a shepherd. You know what a shepherd does? He beats the snot out of wolves when they come from the sheep. I'm going to beat the snot out of wolves if they come from my sheep. I'm going to beat the snot out of them wolves. Start out there and get out of my seat here in a minute. You know, come after my kids. I'm telling you, boy, come at me, bro. Don't come after my kids. Uh. But I'm a protector. Lord, maybe that way. But, you know, I am passionate about youth ministry because here's something else. Um, and this ain't taking shots. Right, don't email me in the words of Matt Chandler. James at westacres.org. <laughs> don't e- <laughs> No. Um, <laughs> this ain't taking shots, right? Uh, it's just the nature of the beast. But somebody's got to believe in them, and I do. Yeah. Right? So everyone needs, Malone said it a couple weeks ago, everyone needs somebody to believe in them. Yeah. And I believe in my kids. Right? You know, I, I'm not going to say names because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But I got I got the sweetest little middle school girl in the world, right? And um, she just overjoys my heart, right? Because she walks in and there's just this excitement mm. to be in church. Hey, old people. Hey, my older students. Hey, church member of of whatever age. Do you come excited to church? Yeah, learn from my sixth grader. <laughs> sixth grade. Yeah. It's just excited. Like, I can't wait. It was devastated that we didn't meet last week. Yeah. Not because of anything else. The reason she was devastated is I need my body. Yeah. Oh, what we can learn. Yeah. And all of that, all of that stems from us believing in her. First of all, we love her when she's here. We love on her more than anything else, but also us telling her the truth of the gospel that, Hey, you need the church. Right, you need the Lord very bad, and He loves you, yeah. right? And we love you, yeah. Right? And I believe in her, and I think she could change this world if she wanted to. I'm yeah. telling you, and she knows who she is. I ain't gonna call her out, but she knows. She's one of our most faithful listeners. With, with students too, and and I started noticing this back when. Do you remember four to ones, dude? I was brought up yesterday. Oh, seriously, I, we were me and um, 
Me and Rob were talking about it yesterday. Man, yeah. So I uh, I led a four to one before I started working here. Was, Did you really? Was, yeah. Why uh-huh. didn't you lead mine, bro? I don't know. It's whatever. Do you know how awesome that would have been? Like, hey, Jesse. <laughs> well, my flippy. Whatever. Hey, whoever. Jesse. I had uh, the high school boys. Um, you know, even though I was not old enough to even. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, I remember thinking, man, they just want to learn. Mm. It's it's hard enough to to want to get an older person to learn, and I and I just mean adult, yeah, aged. from age, like my age, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a professional 24. person, right? So that's something I have to pray every night. Lord, please continue to give me the passion to learn more right, about yeah. you, mm-hmm. right? Because I know if if I don't, and if I just let myself get lazy, I just won't do it, yeah, right. But the students, it's like it's so effortless for them; they just want to take in things, yeah. And this generation wants authenticity yeah vulnerability and community yeah three things right there that they want right well see and with them wanting to learn it's it's primed but see that's why also you need to make sure that you know what's going on in the youth ministry from all aspects of the church because if you're not and we've had this before if you're not getting biblical teaching then you're coming up and you're having kids who can't can't tell you what the gospel is and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? and that's my thing. Is like, how are you going? If you can't tell me what the gospel is, how are you going to tell your unbelieving friend? Right, and, you ain't. And it's the same thing, kind of like what you were saying. If you don't fill their heads with this stuff, they'll mm. fill it with other things. Yes, I mean, I, I tell you, dude. Um, I was, I, I don't even know how to even put this into words. You know, we do have kids that don't want to be here, and their parents bring them. Yeah, but man, I'm gonna pour into them while they're here, right. so that they, if anything, the Lord will spark it one day and it'll resonate. Right. right, fill their head with scripture. Right, right. This morning at Evans Middle, I mean, it's first day back. A lot of kids didn't look like they wanted to be there, and I, I told myself, but James, don't tell them things to make them laugh. Right, don't tell jokes. You feed them the word, and so yeah. that's what I did. I fed it to them. I said, like, here's hey. Psalm 118.24, today's the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Yeah. I was like, hey, you the, the fact that you woke up this morning, grace. Yeah. So are you going to rejoice and be glad in it? I don't know. You know, like, well, let's do it. I, just, I, I agree. I, to speak with about what you said, I think I know parents who struggle with bringing their, their kids because their kids don't want to be here. And I mean, like kids Shouldn't from be other, an option, with but other sorry, churches, you know, this church, it happens everywhere. It happened when we were kids. Kids didn't want to come. Their parents kind of, well, should I bring them? Should I not? But that's the whole thing. Like, it's not in our hands anyways. Mm-hmm. You take them to church. They might hear something that God has laid out for them. Yeah. The Lord's going to do the work. <laughs> exactly. He's going to do the work in his exactly. timing, by the way. And, and that's the other thing. Like, you're the parent. They can make their own decisions yes. once they're in a an adult, but like, I, that's I, something that me and Allison talk about. As long as they're in our house, they're going to be at the church. I got to go off for a minute. Let me can, just please. be careful. But yeah, yes, I'm going to go off just for a second. I'm going to be very, very careful. <laughs> walk tenderly. I'm not a parent, so I'm going to walk gently. Please do. But I am a son. Mm. And so let me speak to as a son. So it wasn't an option in my household. We were going to church when the doors were open, we were going. Did that mean that now I did every extracurricular thing the church offered? I yeah. knew I was going into ministry at fourth grade. Yeah. Right. But it shouldn't be an option 
to, to oh, oh, do you want to go to church today? Uh-uh. Right. If your child is under your your house, it should not be given an option because the Lord might be setting aside a word that they need to hear. Right. So get them here. Right. Uh, we don't know what the Lord's doing and his timing for their heart. Right. But foster their heart by putting them around truth. I, yeah. Because it, I can promise you one thing. Right. It ain't me that's working back here. It's the Lord. Right. Right. But I'm telling you, I'm thankful to be the vessel. Right, but as long as they're sitting under me, I'm going to feed them the greatest thing that I can, and that's the Word of God. Right, right. So get them here. Well, see, that's a, I, and did I, I and it's did hard. I tread lightly? Enough? You did. You okay, did. Thank <laughs> Good you. job. And that's something that I think I we all have to remind ourselves, and I think I'll I'll have to probably remind myself um, because I know that there are days there are going to be days where my kids are like, I don't want to go. You know, teen teen years. I from what I'm told, everybody tells me. You know, my kids are toddlers. Let me enjoy my toddler years. Yeah, the teen years are hard, you know. I, I get that. And the 20s are even worse. I, and I, I know I'm going to have to remind myself that God is sovereign. Ooh. So that <laughs> days when my kids don't want to go, I don't need to be thinking, well, what if this, like, destroys the future of whether or not they want to come because they don't enjoy it now? Well, that's not that's not for me to decide. No. It's just your job as a parent to foster their heart and shepherd right. them to, to get them, them here. Yeah. Right, because if I'm telling you, I think the church is the safest place to be. It is right. Bring them here. You know, I'm. I have some kids that don't want to be here. Yeah. Right, but while they're here, you know what I do? I take that scum look of a face that doesn't want to be here, and I go, you know what, Lord, you just gave me an opportunity. Mm. Let me go love on this kid. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm fine. I'm like, hey, man, what? Hey, what's going on? You want to talk for a minute? You good? And I'll tell you, I've got, I've got some boys. They know. And no, like James going to check on me right? because I'm, I care about my kids from the yeah. one that has been here one time to the one that's been here a thousand times. I care about my kids. Right. And I've always said, once you've come to our youth group once, guess what? You fam. Your family. Right. But I ain't going to beg you to, to get involved. That's on you. Right. right? We're going to love on you, but you've got to push some initiative to it. But I'm telling you, parents, I love you. And I ain't a parent, but I am a son. And it wasn't an option in my household. And thank God it wasn't. Right. Because... Yeah, call me sheltered, whatever you want. Thank God I was sheltered. That's what I'll put it, right? Yeah. You know, there is such thing as too sheltered, but thank the Lord I was because in that I was brought up in the church and I'm thankful for it because I love the church. Right. There were days, yeah, I didn't want to come. Sure. There's always going to be that day. There day. Hey, let me confess. Let me be vulnerable. There are days now as a minister, sometimes I don't want to come. Right. Right. That's reality. That's called flesh. Yeah. But you know what I remind myself? This is where God has called me, yeah. and I need that church. You need the church, right? The church don't need you. You need the church, right? No, yeah, yes. that'll that'll preach. <laughs> Let's say that one for another. Let time. me get up. Let me go. Uh, it it made me think of a story of one of my really close friends of what youth can bring you, even when you're not looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I have really close friends that were born out of the youth group. Yeah, you do. I remember, um, all of them. and even though we don't, not not everybody lives here, and we don't always see each other. Um, when we do see each other, we it's like we never left. Yeah, uh, and, and that was that was from our youth group. And I remember one of my friends, his wife, who is not a believer, she when they were getting married, she told him, uh, "I want to get married in a church, and I want to bring our kids to church." Now she's not a believer; she will tell you. She doesn't want to pray before a meal, anything like that. But she wanted to bring up when 
they do have kids now. When their kids get old enough, they want them to be in church because she saw how strong of a friend group we had in, in youth, and she wanted her kids to have that. Now, that that's huge because that came from somebody who right. doesn't believe in God. Now, I, I don't know about her, but her kid now who didn't may not have had that opportunity before because our strong friend group came out of youth, he is now going to be brought up into a youth. Right. And so now you have the kid who, you know, by the grace of God will come to know Christ and then the dad and then maybe the mom. Like, mm-hmm. that's just a huge ripple effect. Like, that's huge. Right. If for nothing else, it's the safest place to be. Yeah, well, it is. You know, it, it really is. And I tell our kids that all the time. I'm like, y'all, if the doors are open, come here. If you need a place because you just need to feel safe. Yeah. But you're safe here. And I, I can't protect you from everything as much as I want to. But as long as these doors are open and the whatever time we have here, guess what? I'm going to protect you, and I'm yeah. going to remind you you're loved, that you're not forgotten, and you're not forsaken. The Lord loves you. He is walking with you. And he is actively ruling and reigning in your midst. And, you know, because that boy is going to get raised or girl or whatever in the youth group, right, the Lord has already got planned out, right? He might be preparing the word mm-hmm. to call her or him to mm-hmm. himself. Right. And then that could be the spark that changes the mother. Right. Yeah. How about that? It's huge. I'm watching my kids change their families. Yeah. Did you ever think that would happen? I did because I believe in it. And them. that's another reason why youth ministry is important. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm watching our students uh, pour into the families and it's yeah. amazing. And, and, you know, it's sad because our, uh, we as leaders and parents, one day, James, talk to yourself and listen to this down the road 30 years from now. Um, Right. You know, we should be the one fostering in their hearts. And now my kids are doing it to the parents, but praise God for that. God's yeah. grace is showering in that. Right. But, um, well, let me, uh, there's a flip side to that question. Oh Lord. The original question, Oof. you know, should student ministry be separate? But I think we, we talked about, you know, what that means. But the other reason I think sometimes people from a different generation wonder, is a youth pastor or children's minister really necessary when they just need to hear the gospel? And we talked about that. Um, but from that standpoint, just talk about different gifts because you're not built for children's ministry. Oh, bro. Right? No, but sir. You have to, there are specific gifts you have to have to be a children's minister. There <laughs> are very specific gifts you have to have to be a youth pastor. For no right? children. Right. But like, it made me think you have some kids, especially now, and I don't know, you know, everybody says that generations are the same from whatever to whatever. When we're old, we'll complain about the same things, blah, blah, you know, all that stuff. Right. But from my vantage point right now, you have kids coming up who have a hard time talking face to face to people oh, because their faces are buried in technology. And it their is phones. Scary. I can't get them to look at me in the eyes. Right. And so their community is online. Yeah. It's terrifying. Okay? And so you take that and you try and put them in a Sunday morning service. Right. Or you take a pastor who is a great pastoral leader mm-hmm. over a flock of multi-generational He's going to be great at reaching a large portion of that, but I guarantee you the youth is going to be hard-pressed to make a connection. And that is where 
the gifts of a youth minister of being able to make that connection, right. being able to understand that culture and listen. That's a big part of it. Yeah. You listening's know? huge of it. Yeah. There's definitely different gifts that the Lord, you know, graciously gives to different directions in the church. Like Peter with children's, he's probably got patience like no other that I have none of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do I need patience with youth? Absolutely. It's a different kind of patience though, you know, yeah. um, but like uh, one of my gifts um, that I'm thankful for the Lord of in is um, really just uh, grace. I'll be honest, like I'm having to really shower grace in situations a lot. Um, and sometimes, you know, f- graciousness is something that I will give too much of sometimes. Um, forgiveness, right? One the Lord's really working on me with. Um, patience is one I'm having to learn. Mm. Um discipline right because students learn off of what they see mm-hmm. um and they you know a lot of our kids today operate and learn from what they see because of the technology and stuff um and not necessarily what they read is necessarily what they see right and so like if i'm exemplifying discipline they're going to try to take that and see that but yeah no i definitely agree there's different lingo that you use there is yeah. a different culture a way that you dress even sometimes yeah. like you know, I ain't dressing in a three-piece suit. I want my kids to be able to approach me and be like, yo, what's up, bro? Let's clarify. Nobody here dresses in a three-piece suit. No, thank the <laughs> Lord. Um, uh, but yeah, absolutely, dude. I, I completely, there's different ways that we talk. Yeah. Like, I talk to some of my kids like they're my bros because they need to know that James loves them, that he's not my right. parent, right? right? I'm, I, yes, I'm probably going to tell you the same things your parents telling you because I agree with them probably on it if they lead in you godly. But guess what? I'm going to sit you down and look at you and be like, bro, this is why I love you. I'm going to yeah. yell at you. It's a different lingo. Um, and, you yeah. know, kids, the biggest thing I've found with students is they, they want community and they want that authenticity. Like, my kid, I, I'm harsh with my boys. My senior boys, no. I'm harsh. I'm real, right? And when they look back, I hope they can be thankful for that, right? Because I know I'm thankful for Alan being harsh and real with us. Yeah. But they want that. They seek that sometimes, right? When they be wilding out, they want the attention. Yeah. You idiots. Right? They want it. <laughs> and so I sit them down. I'm like, yo, bro, you know what you're doing? Like, cuz, come on. Uh, but... I'll say this um, just on the youth thing before we kind of start closing it out. If there's anything else you want to add to it too. Um, You know, I'm very thankful for my job and Mm. it's not a job. It's a calling. Like I'm thankful for, I'll be honest with you. You ever think I was going to be in youth ministry? No, I told God I wouldn't do youth ministry. Actually, (laughs) I straight up told him sophomore year college. I said, I am not doing youth ministry. Uh, So ha. And he said, Oh, jokes on you, James. (laughs) Funny. Um, I mean, I was planning on doing music for the rest of my life. Yeah. But I am I am so thankful for this job. And I'll tell you, um, to the church member that doesn't know what's going on back here, feel free to ask me anytime. I will tell you, though, the spiritual growth that is occurring back here is unlike anything I've ever seen. And it has nothing to do with me. Mm. Right? I'm just a faithful servant of the Lord, I pray. That's my prayer. Lord, just let me be faithful to you. And I just want to serve you. It has everything to do with him, but we are, I mean, it's, it's something amazing. And to my kids, I'm, I'm going to tell all of them to listen to this to my kids. I may seem like the overprotective older brother sometimes. Yeah, I get it. I may seem like the overprotective older brother, 
that the, oh, life you just make life not fair, James. <laughs> right? Uh, you just too real with us. All right, we're kids. We 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 want to just make our own mistakes and learn. I get it. Yeah, don't date till you graduate. We get that, James. But we want to like each other. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. Okay, I get it. I hear you. I hear all of it. And I, it, oh, James is just so harsh, so harsh, man. Let me say this, because this is, this goes with your whole importance of youth ministry. Let me say this. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Let me prepare this one. Um, there's a reason I'm like that, and it's because I wish somebody would have been like that for me. Amen. Because it would have kept me from being the stupid self that I was. Because left to my flesh. I'm nothing but a wretched man. But by the grace of God, he has spared me from certain things and he has allowed me to run after certain things to see the deprivation of the sin. Mm. Right. But my prayer for my kids is Lord, keep them far from it. Yeah. And if I can, I, if you remember me as over a protective older brother, then I'm doing my job right. <laughs> Cause I'm, I'm be honest with you. I don't know a lot of other churches uh, and youth pastors and youth ministries and all of the years that I've been in it, except my, my crew, you know who you are. Um, you know, I don't know a lot of them that are going to run out in front of a car for their kids. They're going to be real with them and that are going to straight up tell them the truth. Yeah. We need more of it. Yeah. This world wants authenticity. Why do you think that all of the things that are coming about are so like real it's wrong realness, but why do you think it's like that? Because yeah. they're seeking that. Yeah. And so to my kids, I love you. That's why I am who I am. <laughs> and I ain't changing. Right? And so if you've got a problem with that, I'm sorry, but I love you. That's why. Uh, so to wrap it up. <laughs> it's a fun life, bro. <laughs> uh, let's, just, let's just try and answer the question as succinctly as possible. Should student ministry be a separate entity? Okay. So in that sense, no, it should not be a separate entity. It can be and probably should be a separate ministry as long as it is in line with the church church as a whole, as long as they're working together with the church as a whole, because it can be separate, because everyone has different gifts that reach different age groups. Yes. So I think our goal all must be the same, but sometimes our focus can be different. Right. Right, and that I'm I'm a Westminster Catechism guy. That goal should be to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Mm. But my focus can be the youth of the church. Right, Peter's focus can be the kids. Right, right, and so your focus can be using the gifts God's given you. Right, because I can't do none of what He does. <laughs> right, but that's that's the beautiful thing of it. That's the that's the beautiful thing about the image of the body. There's different parts that make up the body for it to all function and different focuses allow the one body to operate. Agreed. So yeah, good stuff, dude. I could talk about it all day long youth ministry because it's just, it's amazing. So for our people that aren't in youth, I would encourage you as we close out to be praying for the youth of this church, of the youth of all the churches. I mean, my best friends are youth pastors, right? Pray for those guys, Steve, Shane, Mark, Jeffrey, Scott, they need prayer. Pray for them, lift them up. Because sometimes, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes the youth pastor has the hardest job in the church. Mm. There are days I feel like I'm carrying the weight of what Pastor Larry carries, right? Because we deal with the parents and the kids. Mm-hmm. And so in that, pray for us, pray for those kids though. I covet the prayers, but I'd rather you pray for my kids every day than me. So thank you for that. 
thanks for tuning in with us too. Um, we're looking forward to these next couple episodes, a lot more lighthearted, excited to get the man over here. Oh yeah. I cannot wait. And so it's really good stuff and I'm excited to have Peter on, man. Uh, we'll all get to know him a little bit together. And so in that, have a great week. Um, hopefully you're already having a great day, but until next time, Shabbat Shalom, go in peace.